Welcome to the Intentional House Podcast. Here, it's all about creating beautiful homes that actually help families love better. Here's your host, the home coach herself, Carly Thornock. Hey, homies, it's Carly. So glad that you're here. This is the official podcast of Intentional House, where all we want is for the world to be filled with intentional choice and delighted wonder because that's what helps us connect to one another deeply, truly madly deeply. When we have intentional choice and when we choose wonder and curiosity, when we choose each other, man, that's the good life. And that's what we're going for here. I have to start by telling you the amazing news. You guys, I'm so thrilled. The Home Love Lab, which is the best and actually the only group coaching program designed to help you with this wonder feeling and meaning infusing of your house so that you can love deeper and be less distracted. The Home Love Lab has undergone a renovation of her own, and I'm excited to tell you about it because I feel like this could be game-changing for a lot of you. If you love getting my emails each week, hopefully you're getting my emails. Get on my list. Are you on my list? Get on my email list. If you love listening to this podcast, if you love musing with me over on Instagram, you're going to absolutely love this container, this curriculum, and this coaching within the Home Love Lab. Inside the lab, I teach you how to wake up to all of the opportunities being offered to you by your house. By now, if you've been listening for a little bit of a little bit of time, a little while, you know that your house is just one big invitation that you can be taking advantage of. And there's lots of ways to do this. And you can learn all of these ways from me for free. You can follow me on all the things and I'm talking nonstop about it. But if you want my program, if you want me to walk you through how to do this step-by-step in one place, and if you want the live coaching from me, which will help you see your thoughts, which will help you see how the results that you're creating have happened and therefore you can change the results that you want to create in your home. This is, it feels like magic, but it's just this process that I teach you of how to look at your house and to act. And these two things combined, how you, how you think and how you feel and how you act will produce the the house that you want. It is a foolproof method. If you are interested in this, if you are wanting to wake up to these opportunities, the lab is for you. You will learn how to love your house exactly as it is. Even as much as you love the outdoors, even as beautiful and as wonderful as nature is, is teaching us, you live in a house. Like, let's get your house working for you. Let's make meaningful changes if and when you want to. But if not, let's just help you learn how to love even better at home and with your home. Inside the lab, you get weekly live coaching as a group. And right now it's small. So if you have questions, man, like every week you and I could be just chatting. And I have a feeling it's not going to be small for long. And I would love for you to get in while it is small so I can get to know you. (laughs) One of my favorite things about this world is making friends. I want to meet you. But here's the big update. I've adjusted the pricing. So go check it out on my website, intentionalhouse.com. I have transitioned over to a membership model instead of a one-time larger fee, lifetime membership kind of access model. I feel like this work is so integral to your day-to-day life. I wanted to make it very easy to get in. I wanted the price barrier to be very low. I want all of the moms in the world 
to be able to love their life at home and to feel like they're surrounded by beauty and can create beauty at the drop of a hat. I want this for you. I want this for for everybody, but I want this for you. I want you to feel like you can love your people without getting distracted by your stuff. I don't care if you're building a new house. I don't care if you just need to go through your closet. This is going to be a game changer for you. If you've been on the fence about joining this party and you're ready to become the most powerful home creator, you know, now is your time. And if you know, if you have this gut instinct that there's more to house and home than pretty tablescapes and great hardwood flooring, and you want to learn how to fill that void with meaning and joy and like real substantial relationship goodness, you get in here already. What are you doing at this price? You could buy another semi-quality rug that you don't know how to like fully, and you could just end up returning it three times until you actually decide to get it right (laughs) by, by the rug you actually like. Or you could just spend that money on equipping yourself with the skills to love anything and anyone that comes across your path in the home love lab. And then from there, you're going to save tons of money and energy and drama and buy the right rug the first time without trying to return rugs. That is one of my pet peeves is returning rugs. I just It's just like so much work and they're so big and awkward, right? So for the price of the dang Costco rug, but with legit life-changing potential, I invite you to join the Home Love Lab. Are you in? Come on over, you guys. Head to intentionalhouse.com right now and sign up. I have no idea what you're waiting for. You can pause this podcast. Just go right now. I will be here waiting for you. And for those of you who are driving, (laughs) or if you're back now, welcome back. Let's talk about little lifesavers. So we have basically moved out to the ranch. We have our well dug. We have our septic dug. We have our solar system up thanks to a monumental push from my husband and a lot of caring people who have helped us get get going here with the essentials, you know, power and water. (laughs) Okay. So we've been meeting all of our wonderful neighbors and everybody that I meet, I'm like, I love you. (laughs) I love you so much. We're talking about natural childbirth. We're talking about, oh, like all all the whole food plant-based Weston A. Price Gab's diets. We're talking about all the things that I just feel passionately about. And one of these friends found out that it was my son's birthday last week. It was my birthday last week. It was birthday central last week. Birthday central. There we go. My dad's birthday. My parents got married on his birthday. Happy birthday, dad. You got married and that's fun. But so it's my dad's birthday and my parents' anniversary and Mother's Day and my birthday and my son's birthday all in one week. My brother's like, this is exhausting. (laughs) I can't handle me. Okay. But a friend found out that it was my son's birthday and the ranch, you guys, is an hour and a half away from like the closest store. It is It is in the desert. It is in the middle of nowhere. And I love it so much. And it's just not easy to go like run to the store. So she found out it's his birthday. She called her husband who was in town to bring back a plastic kiddie pool to the ranch with him. So I do not even know how he got it there. (laughs) Probably like strapped it on top of his truck. And by the time we got back to the ranch, because we were out on our own little adventure, there was a pool... On our property filled up 
ready for my children to like splash and play and fill up with mud and to make fossils. And they just had the best time. This pool was such a lifesaver to me, but really these friends were the lifesaver to me. I've been so impressed. I feel like they are unafraid to show up for one another. They just come over. First of all, because no one has service out of the ranch. <laughs> I just have to laugh because when I say it out loud, it sounds crazy. But we all have the internet. We have, I, this is a very high tech kind of operation we have going on. But Verizon hasn't caught up. Come on, T-Mobile. So if you're like roaming around the ranch, you can't call each other unless you're at your property and you have your, your internet hooked up. So friends just stop by and it's so much fun. It feels like we're connected. We're doing this thing together. We're swapping ideas on how to not get hit by the herds of, of, I was going to say thunderweeds. What are those called? <laughs> they're, they are tumbleweeds. That's what they're called. Sagebrush that's been dried up and just kind of roams across the land like a, like a living thing. Um, we're talking about gardening. We're talking about how to keep your kids calm when you're living in a trailer all together, because right now we're all building our houses. Houses are getting finished every day, but the majority of us are in camper trailers and it's a thing, but it's so fun to do together. Okay. So the little lifesavers, make yourself some good friends and bring random fun gifts. Because while everybody loves cookies, sometimes you just need like a kiddie pool, you know? Like what's the thing that you could give to somebody for their birthday that would be unexpected and completely delightful? That's so fun, right? Fun to think about. What's been your lifesaver this week? I would love it if you send me an email, carly at intentionalhouse.com. Share your lifesavers and ask me your house questions. I would love to feature yours here on the podcast. Today, we're talking about paradoxes. I feel like I love to talk about paradoxes every day. I love saying that there's no right answer and you have a definite right answer in the same sentence. I love believing that self-relationship is paramount and I will preach that all day long. Like until you know yourself, until you can hold space for yourself, until you can feel your own feelings, everything else is so much harder. And without a second thought, I can also say that community is everything. Paradoxes urge us to consider the spectrum of choice. This is a big spectrum. What we think of as black and white really are just two extremes that present to us the opportunity for growth. Intentional choice, deciding between two seeming extremes is where the magic resides. And if we don't allow ourselves the freedom to explore the middle, then we're never going to feel the magic. As human beings on this beautiful and paradoxically ugly, planet Earth together, we are constantly in growth and emotion and in change. I'm sure you've even heard people say, the only thing constant is change. People say that all the time, right? Whenever like kids grow up and you're like, how'd they keep growing up? And all my old aunts and uncles, okay, you're not old. If you're listening to this, <laughs> that's not a diss. You know, they're like, the only thing constant is change and taxes. So yes, this is totally true, but we're never really standing still, right? Even when we think we're standing still, we're not. Got an email from my coach today who I just love, Simone Soul, And she, she brought up the point that we're hurtling, we're catapulting through space on a rock. Like we are rotating on the planet. The planet is, is 
running around the sun in a galaxy that is moving through the universe at warp speed. Like even when we try to be as still as we can, we aren't. <laughs> it's true that the change is constant, right? It's absolutely true with our home lives too. Sometimes we're messy. Sometimes we're clean. Sometimes we're funny. Sometimes we're lame. Sometimes we're on time. Sometimes there's baby blowouts and traffic jams. Sometimes we're legit. Sometimes we're faking it. We just are every single person. We call this the 50-50. 50% of the time, life feels awesome. 50% of the time, life feels like booty. It's totally fine. This is just real life. And I think of paradoxes as the two opposing poles that hold up a tightrope. Our goal is to walk the line. Without either pole, we tumble. And in fact, without both poles, our wobbly dance won't even be possible. When we were, wait, where were we? We were in Texas. And we were at a park and we were watching some, some kids, some college kids who had strung up a slack line between two trees. And they were like walking across this slack line like it was their day job. They were so good at balance. Have you ever tried walking across a slack line? I didn't realize that I was a one-year-old trying to walk again on this thing. Like my legs are shaking and I'm falling off all over the place. Like, But when you have a taut line strung between two solid objects and you practice something cool can happen, right? You learn a skill. And this is what we're trying to do in life. Sometimes we think that the, the point is to find the truth and cling to it, to like slide down the fire pole. But really it's to, it's to balance. It's to gain that core muscle and that trust in ourself to go back and forth between extremes and to create. There are five home paradoxes that seem to show up time after time when it comes to life at at home and understanding how these interact and knowing that either extreme is not right or wrong. They're just choices will be huge for you in finding comfort and joy at home. So let's get into them. First paradox. Number one, simple chaos. Chaos is the most simple form of existence. Thanks mortality, (laughs) right? Like when we let things be without attention They gradually grow chaotic. The weeds grow up, the paint peels. We look in our cupboard and we're like, how do we even get all this food in here? Like, I don't even eat this. What is this thing? We look under our beds and we're like, whose is this? And who put this here? Or our living rooms are like Mod Podgy, a, a collection of furniture from Auntie and uncles and brothers and people who went to college before us and we just never got rid of them, right? It's simple and easy to do chaos. Would you agree? It's also simple and easy to pay attention. It's the simplest and easiest action of all, actually, to just observe. Not to do anything with your body, but just to attend. And I say that it's easy because it's simple, but we all know that attending can be one of the most difficult things. But what if it was both simple to let chaos flow through us and to observe it and not to not be scared by it, but also simple to watch to attend with our hearts and our minds, which that the act of attending changes chaos into creation. It's this 
really cool fact that when you when you allow chaos instead of resisting it, when you choose to let it be okay, it is no longer chaotic. It is a choice. It's creation. What if both simplicity and chaos could exist together? And they do. And what if they could be opposite? And they are. What if both simplicity and chaos were essential and necessary for our growth? Sometimes we think that we should really just abolish all chaos. Everything should be ordered. Everything should be on time and in a row and dusted and polished and put away. But we need both. Paradox number two, the sacred mundane. This is one that I love so much. When we think of sacred things, it's easy to think of beautiful big cathedrals and temples and processions and ceremonies and quiet and all things that 0% resemble changing diapers and doing load after load after load of laundry. Often household chores in my, in my spheres are called mundane, right? It's the mundane work, the household work, the, the people work, the labors of love. But what if these mundane exercises were the very tasks required to become sanctified, to experience sacredness? What if the house and all of its monotony is, is the sacred holy ground where we become more like God and we learn to love more deeply? It's my belief that the most sacred of edifices would not exist without the families and individuals living daily life between services. If it weren't for the diaper changes, we would not need the cathedrals. The daily chores wouldn't have meaning without a deeper connection to deity, to the universe, to each other as spirit siblings. We need both. We need the mundane to be sacred and we need the sacred to be mundane. We need to be exposed to sacredness and sanctity and holiness every day in kind of a mundane way or it doesn't become part of us. They have to work together. Three, number three paradox, the beautiful mess. Every time I talk about the beautiful mess, I just, I just think of that song. When did that country song come out? Like way back. What a beautiful mess. What a beautiful. So good. Go look it up. Get a beautiful mess and we can have the same song stuck in our heads together. That would be so fun. So we are conditioned to think of messes as ugly or inferior and annoying and stressful. Clean up your mess. You're so messy. The house is a mess. But think of the times when things have gone really wrong, like a big mess. And think of how much you love the people who went through that with you. Can you think of a time? Was there a holiday that just like was awful? Was there a big storm that was scary? Did somebody die and it was like horrific and tragic and grief laden? And do you feel like there was beauty in it? In high school, I was in student government as a sophomore. Our senior class officers had a car accident and one of our team passed away. While being part of that group was memorable anyway, in here in Utah, where I live, sophomore year is the first year of high school. So freshman year is actually in the junior high. And all of it was new. And it was so fun to have older friends. And like, I would remember it anyway, right? But because of this 
mess because of this experience and the intensity and the grief we all went through together. My heart was knit to those wonderful kids. To this day, we share a connection that I still consider beautiful. And were I to see one of even those like senior officers who as a sophomore, it's like looking back, I'm like, they probably don't even know my name. But actually this happened. When I was living in California, uh, one of these girls, one of the girls walked into my church congregation and I looked up and I was like, hi, I'm Carly. She's like, I know who you are. Like, (laughs) I felt like a little tiny peon sophomore who just idolized her. And so of course I knew who she was, but she was like, I know you. We did, we did stuff together. (laughs) We went through that together and it was kind of cool. Kind of cool. Messes beget beauty if we let them. And beauty in all of its forms, relational beauty, spiritual beauty, just pure aesthetic beauty wouldn't even exist without the contrasting messiness, the contrasting um, disorder to organize. Beauty and messes are the two extremes that we're invited to dance between. And so fun is when we start to dance and we realize that they're exactly the same thing. Paradox number four, loving boundaries. Have you ever had somebody in your life that's like, you just need good boundaries? You're like, that sounds awesome, fine. What's a boundary? What are you talking about? People talk about boundaries. We need to understand what boundaries are. Because I used to consider saying no to be the ultimate diss. I'd say yes, because accommodation equaled love to my brain. And there came a point where I was feeling a dissonance between who I wanted to be and what I was spending my time doing. And it came to my attention that I needed boundaries. I needed better boundaries. I discovered that I can still feel love and say no. What? Mind blown. If you've not read the book Boundaries by Townsend and Cloud, go pick it up like right this second. This has been a very pausey kind of podcast, hasn't it? (laughs) But really, love was the best way to say no. And until I understood that loving myself, loving somebody else unconditionally included boundaries, I, I couldn't fully love them. I couldn't fully see myself and love myself. Like the love was capped without boundaries. Something that felt so totally opposite actually informed each other and it made a real healthy living possible for me. Is there a no that you need to be saying? How can you say no and feel love? What will that take for you? That is one of the most amazing paradoxes to lean into, to consider that loving boundaries exist And that they seem like so extreme, but again, you start that dance, you start to walk across that slack line and you recognize like, oh, this isn't resistant. This is enabling. All right. On to paradox number five, natural rhythm. Nature is an unmicromanaged wilderness of spontaneous life. We all know this. Yet there's a rhythm to nature. This rhythm though is, is different. Like natural rhythm is different from calculated rhythm because sometimes we think of rhythm as like a beat, the cadence, 
right? Now I'm a drummer. Did you know? Hidden talent, hidden talent of Carly Thornock. I'm a drummer. I was on the drum line in high school and me and my friends had a band, a percussion band, kind of like stomp. And it was so fun. It was the best job I've probably ever had, except for this one. <laughs> and when I'm in drummer mode, when I'm playing, my whole job is rhythm, but rhythm is not beat. They're different, right? Like rhythm is the dancing of the notes and the beat is what keeps us all together. So I want to keep time for my band, for, for the people that I'm playing with. I want to keep time with my other percussionists because that's, that's how we interact with one another. That's what makes beautiful music. It feels natural to me to keep a steady beat. But as a drummer, I just don't hit quarter notes. Don't, 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 don't. Like sometimes I guess, but it's all full of cadence and it's all full of, of, of counter rhythms and sequencing. And you know what I mean? Like a great drummer doesn't just don't, don't, don't on the cowbell. <laughs> Our hearts are consistent and unregulated by our conscious brains. Like our very heart beats the most steady thing that we can think of. And we don't even have to think of it is an unconscious thing. It's just so part of us. It's so natural, right? So maybe natural can both mean steady, but it also can mean like wandering and riffing and evolving and growing. Naturally, when I say like, what's your nature, Carly? I'd be like, I want to sleep. <laughs> Naturally, I'd like to sleep and not march. But which is it, right? Is nature rhythmic? Is it, is it according to a beat? Is it, is it perfect? Is it metronomical? <laughs> or is nature lazy? Like my true nature to just sleep, right? <laughs> Both. And this is why this is such a fun paradox to consider because how can rhythm be natural and how can rhythm be unnatural? And what does it mean to have beat versus rhythm and to have rules versus flexibility? Both, all. I love watching dancers who are really good, especially ballroom dancers, probably because that's what another interest my pastimes are all coming up in this paradoxical episode. I feel like we all are a microcosm of paradox. So here we go. The ballroom dancer, drummer, turned life coach. <laughs> when I'm watching dancers dance, they, yeah, they, they're not marching. They're syncopated. They're holding a beat longer. They're stretching through the movement. They're working together. They're pushing and pulling and, and moving fast and slow and up and down. And they have a lot of variation and variety. That is the rhythm we're invited to embrace. The asymmetrical, perfect, predictable, cyclical, spontaneous, natural rhythm of life itself, which really doesn't have a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it. But it all has rhyme and reason to it. Aren't we lucky? Aren't we lucky to live in a life where paradoxes exist? Sometimes we think that it has to be one or the other, which is the truth. Here it has to be messy or beautiful. Can't be both. But I'd like you this week to just let it be both. 
Let it be all and make it a study for yourself to see how that can actually exist. How can these two seemingly opposites and whatever thing you're studying or learning or experiencing right now, how can both exist together? Until next time, my friends, go get messy. Go create beauty. And I will see you inside the Home Love Lab, my friends. (laughs) Have a good one.